live uh, streaming from both Instagram and Facebook Live. This is the podcast, Redhead Official. I am Lee Smith, and uh, hey, welcome back. Uh, missed a couple days, uh, or maybe one one day. I uh, know I missed yesterday, uh, and so yeah, this is episode ten. <laughs> Just trying to get my bearings here. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, just want to tell you a little bit about who I am and how this all came to be. Uh, I was a former athlete trying to train the way that I had as a younger man. I really wanted to get back into peak physical peak physical condition because that's kind of what I was used to. Uh, I wanted to be able to continue to play basketball, recreational ball, at a high level and feel confident around women. Uh, and wanted, obviously, to live a long, healthy life so I could see my daughter grow up. Well, the thing is, I was sustaining injuries and not getting the results that I wanted. And that meant that I wasn't going to be able to even play rec basketball at a okay level and feel confident, as confident as I, sh- as I should, around the opposite sex, let alone live a long and healthy life and see my daughter grow up. Uh, to make matters worse, I felt terrible because I was training really hard but couldn't seem to make significant progress. I felt even worse about the situation because I knew that I was putting in the work uh, and I just felt frustrated and confused. And then one day I saw a picture of myself at a party and I was so excited to see it because I was dressed well and it was a festive occasion. But when I finally saw the picture, I was horrified. I was horrified. Uh, and I barely recognized myself, which meant I was staring dead in the face of just being another past his prime ex-athlete with a beer belly, which forced me to seek a solution. And then as if by chance, something amazing happened. That's when I ran into a friend at the gym who shared a startling fact with me that I had been sabotaging my progress. And it was now crystal clear to me that a low-calorie, low-fat diet was not good for men over 40. Uh... And then I saw that I could eat more calories and more good fats and still achieve weight loss and a muscular body. I also learned that I didn't have to work out for two hours a day at the gym. Basically, that I needed to train like an over 40, meaning training in short bursts and getting adequate rest and nutrition instead. So as a result, I stopped overtraining, changed how I trained and what I ate. And after I did that, I started regaining my lean muscle mass. Suddenly, I was playing basketball once again in my 40s with explosiveness and looking better in my clothes and feeling better overall. That's when I realized that the secret to training as an over 40 is to train in a way that boosts my testosterone and reduces cortisol, which is a testosterone-slaying hormone, and just in case you've never heard of it. Uh, So my plan was to start teaching others how to do what I had just, just done, so I built a website, started doing YouTube videos around men's lifestyle and fitness, uh, even quit my my day job so I could focus on my dream, but there was still a problem. I began to realize that uh, what worked for me and my body type might have to be tweaked to work as well or better for someone else. And this began to allow doubt to creep in. 
I wondered if I had what it took to deserve the trust of men like myself, men who had been frustrated and confused as to why the physiques of their youths were fading away in spite of all their hard work. So uh, I ended up getting frustrated and decided to find someone who was already teaching what I wanted to teach and partner with him. One day I was searching YouTube videos and I knew instantly I had found my guy. And that guy's name is Funk Roberts and his program is called Over 40 Alpha. And uh, that's just kind of like the short version, well, sort of short, short version of what prompted all of this. And um, certainly there will be more about my partnership with Funk Roberts coming up very, very soon. Uh, but let's get to the topic at hand. Okay, and hopefully, um, hopefully, f uh, Facebook Live won't flake on me like it has been doing somewhat and cut off. All right, so um, not sure where to begin with this, but I'll say it like this. Okay, uh, let me just say off the rip that I don't feel like a victim. I don't allow myself to feel like a like a victim. And any time that I think that I might start thinking like I'm feeling like one, I instantly shut it off and go, no, not a victim. Whatever happens to me in my my life, barring some unbelievable tragedy, tragic physical ailment that just totally shuts me down. Um, I feel like I will adapt and overcome regardless. Okay, it may take me a while, but I will figure it out. Okay, so I want you to understand that I'm not coming to this from a victim mindset. Okay, um, but there are some things that I haven't quite figured out how to reconcile in my my mind you know the data suggests uh, that um, well okay when it comes to um, unarmed shootings and all that type of stuff okay the data suggests that uh, black people are less likely to actually be shot as an unarmed person even when you factor in because you know you have the the argument that since we make up such, uh, since we make up such a smaller amount of the um, uh, society, okay, that our numbers should be less. But according to the research I've seen, that those numbers actually hold hold up. That we're actually less likely, even when you factor in. Uh, like the you know entire numbers uh, were actually less likely to be shot okay or assailed you know be it uh, death by either gunshot or you know beat down whatever it is okay um, criminality seems to be the number one indicator as to whether or not you're even going to have an incident with the law enforcement okay um, and so when they shake the numbers out that way that's that's what the numbers seem to suggest okay 
So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean, if that's what the numbers are, then that's what they are. But my question is, how do you gauge, how do you factor things that are not quantifiable? Okay, because I've had several not quantifiable situations um, in my, my life. And I actually talked about some of them um, before um, on um, Instagram. But just things things that I haven't reconciled because they're not cut and dried. Like, okay, an example would be this. So, um, I go to Whole Foods a lot. Okay. Um, and I go to Whole Foods, uh, pre pan pandemic, um, all, all over the place, you know, like, uh, when I would go, you know, like, like, uh, where, where, I, where I live, there are, there are nine Whole Foods markets within probably 25 miles of my residence. In fact, uh, I was told that it's the highest uh, concentration of Whole Foods markets in the country. Okay, um, and I've been to every Whole Foods market probably in this area. Okay, um, but years ago. Uh, the one that's closest to me, um, I remember going in there and, you know, they didn't have, um, security guards in there in, um, initially. Okay. But at some point they had police moonlighting in there. And I remember one time I was in there and I'm walking around and a guy, I don't know who this guy is at the time. All I know is that he almost runs me over, okay? And I figured out later that he was following me, but I made a sudden move. He didn't ex expect it, so he had to go all the way around another aisle to the frozen food section, and so, like, he's speeding around there, trying i'm assuming to to you know not lose me and he comes whipping around and almost runs right into me and uh i was kind of stunned and i was like hey you know, you know watch out whatever and i guess at that point he sort of realized that he couldn't really watch me without watching me anymore you know like like I had seen him so I don't know what happened with that but like it didn't even really occur to me then it didn't really occur to me until I had been in there a few more times and I just got the impression that people were following me you know it was it was just a weird weird deal right now uh these guys were all cops i believe and they were all white okay and uh it's not like it happened every time but typically what would happen is 
if I came in there dressed for for work, I really didn't get get followed. But if I came in there dressed casually, or like I had just just come from um, um, basketball, it was pretty much a regular thing. I was going to get followed. Okay, uh, but. It was sort of like, I don't know, it was weird. It's kind of like I just wanted to get in there and out of there. You know, like I didn't really feel feel like I had time to really engage with these guys. Like, hey, like, why, you know, like, like, you know, are you following me or like, what's up? At some point, I actually talked to the manager because I had been going there for years. So everybody knew me and you know I said that to her one day and she was stunned and apologetic and stuff right but then um, as I began to go to different Whole Foods okay um, I remember uh, there's another Whole, Whole Foods right on um, if anybody knows knows the district it's right on, uh, P, what's that, 14th and P. Well, actually, it's on P between 14th and 15th Street, Northwest. And uh, I remember I would be in there, and, I, and I'm in there one day, uh, and this girl's looking at me. And I'm like, why is this chick looking at me like this it was weird like she wasn't dressed like a security guard or a cop or anything she was just dressed wearing like maybe like yoga pants so you know maybe a top you know what I mean like just a like she just looked like she was just some random chick but she keeps staring at me so I'm like man what, what, what I mean like what she want to date like like what the what's what's up with this girl so anyway so so she walks so she looks so so like she walks by me, and everywhere I go, she's just looking at me. So then I'm like, wait a minute, man, is this chick a cop? And then I'm looking, you know, she's not shopping for anything, she's not doing anything, she's just in there. And I'm like, man, this chick is a guard. She's actually watching me, right? So so that was the situation there, okay? And this would go on pretty much any time I was in there. When they opened up the um, H Street Northeast Whole Foods, I would be uh, there some sometimes, same M.O. Some chick in yoga pants or tight jeans or something like that, just walking around the store, trying to look normal, regular. They'd just, she'd just be looking at me, just staring at me, man, wherever I would go, right? Um, Tenley Town, I went in there one time, and it's a funny thing too, like, I go in there, and the way that place is, is set up, like, you kind of have to go in there, if you're, um, so, like, there's a door that kind of, like, opens at the far end, uh, there, and when I walked through there, okay, there was uh, 
there there was a metro cop right there okay uh the guy was was um uh there working and as i walk in i'm i'm wearing i remember i was wearing this uh red nike hoodie but it's not like a you know full hoodie it's a it's a workout hoodie right and the guy turns and i guess like the red you know just kind of made him look at me and then i break to go upstairs because i have to use the men's room and i said to myself you know what this guy is going to be a problem don't ask me how i knew i just knew sure enough when i come come back down i'm sh i'm shopping and everything and i wind up in an aisle and there's this woman there in the aisle and you know how it is when you're kind of both in the same place looking for the same thing so there's kind of like this opportunity there um, to say say something so I said something to her and she laughs and all this type of you know what I mean like like I said something about like um, you know there's too too many um, options for whatever it, it, it was right uh, um, cereal or something like that so she laughs you know just a bit goes yeah yeah um, you know I just can't uh, figure out what to get you know there's so many things I could you know that I want to maybe get but I'm not sure that okay fine so we're chatting it up a bit and then all of a sudden I feel heat on me don't ask me why I, I don't know I just sensed heat on me I was, I was like where's this heat coming from so I turn look to my right and there's this cop he's a burly white dude probably around I don't know 30 31 maybe maybe a little older than that uh, and he had a look on his face like like we knew each other like I you know like I had dissed him at some point in the past <laughs> like so I turn and I look you know he so and he's looking at me and he's trying to get as big as he can because he's burly but he's kind of short you know maybe I mean by by short I mean he he was probably around five five eleven or something like that maybe six feet tall and um so he's so he's you know standing there doing kind of like the Superman pose and I look at him and my first instinct was to say something to him like hey, there are a problem but no I didn't so uh, so you know I finish up with the uh, lady right there you know and this and and now I'm I'm um, uh, shopping and pretty much everywhere I go he's somewhere within sight right and so so you know like um, what happened was at the end of all of that I was like well I need to mention this so I went to the manager there 
And I said to her, I said, hey, like, what's up with your dude? <laughs> like, why does this guy follow me? Oh, is that what's happening? Oh, sir, I'm so sorry. That's just not a, I, uh, sir, I want to really apologize to you. I mean, I don't know. Um, he doesn't work, work for us. I mean, you know, he's a cop. He's here, but I'm not quite sure. And, um, if you want to file a complaint, you know, you have to do this, 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 and this, right? So normally I've, I just would have been like, you know, it's whatever, man, I got to get out of here. But this particular night I was not in a major rush. So I was like, okay, fine. So I filled out whatever I needed to fill out for Whole Foods. Uh, corporate I never heard heard from them and you know I didn't expect to but um, I could go on and on with that you know with these I guess what I'm asking is is how do you quantify that stuff right because they're not incidents in the sense that there's no physical altercation there are no words exchanged so so how do you even quantify what that is and like how does that fit into all of this you know in terms of just like general uh police and by the way you can't even say it like like that because yeah some of these guys were were cops and some of these guys were white but some of these people weren't even cops and they weren't white. They were black, just like me. And they profiled me the same way. And uh, I'm not even sure what the profile is. But I have a hunch. Um, I have a hunch that depending upon where you are, if you are a masculine man, masculine man dressed in a masculine way, um, you are going to be profiled uh, as a potential threat. I mean, I think that's what it is. Um, the 14th Street Whole Foods, uh, the customers are predominantly white, predominantly yuppies. Uh, the people in there who are black um, are generally apparently gay if they're shopping there, not if they're working there. Um, and if you're just a regular dude, you know, that's not wearing a $1,500 suit <laughs> and a $150 shirt, with some Johnson and Murphys on, whatever they they cost, probably two twenty-five or something like that. You're gonna get get followed, you know. I mean, I I mean, by the way, there's a security guard at the well uh, used to be. Uh, oh, so yeah, um, th this guy was at my main. Uh, Whole Foods and I would see this guy pretty much every day okay he never had any words for me uh, after following me regularly all right then I would see him at the 14th Street one and at um, 
H Street, okay? He never, he, he, he never had any words for me whatsoever. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, man. It's like the way I was raised when, like, if you see somebody like that regularly, you just, it's common courtesy. I was taught, you know, you just want to nod your head or wave or something or say, hey, hey, you know, some, some, some dap or something like that. No conversation for me whatsoever. Um, the only thing I can de deduce is that he's annoyed that I know who he, he is, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, like, uh, the, the, um, element, uh, of, uh, surprise if I was trying to shoplift or do, do something like that is com completely lost. Now, in fairness to the people that have to protect Whole Foods, okay, crazy things happen. You know, uh, in the um, H Street one, a guy came in there and shot a cashier. Oh, yeah. Shot her or shot him. No, it was a her, I think. Shot her. Uh, she, and she, she, she lived, but when you have people coming in shooting and, and, and like other situations too, um, I had heard there was like some, some crazy situation where some, some sort of way somebody had done something with a fire hydrant or something like that. Like they had. It was something with a fire hydrant that was nuts. I forgot exactly, but they have to be on on edge, right? And so I guess they're just looking at who they be, believe to be more likely to do something wrong. So can I be mad at them? I mean, on the one hand, it isn't personal because they don't know me, right? But it doesn't make it any less annoying or any less just like make you wonder, like, well, what is that? You know, so so my question is, is just how do you quantify situations that don't rise to the level of being an incident, but they're just things that you notice and go, man, that's 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 foul and then uh how do you uh how do you position it in terms of the racial lens right like when i was in uh the whole f uh foods with the cop that was just there mean mugging me okay i think the only black person in the store shopping at that time was me okay so part of me goes well hey bruh like like if 
like why in the world would I come here as the only black person in the entire store I can't blend I'm in Penley town okay I mean I'm too old to blend in with the um, what's what's the high school uh, Wilson uh, high school you know so I can't do do that so yeah so so why would I come come here right it, like it doesn't make any sense but again if you're a I guess they would argue that they encounter criminals doing dummy things all the time right I don't know um, but whatever it is I refuse to allow to to, to let that make me feel like a victim or anything like that and ultimately I think living well is the best revenge you know uh, is to set your your life up so that you have enough money enough power enough influence so that if you feel so inclined um, you can give people a really hard time for getting on your bad side if you want to now the argument to that would be well are you really making any kind of kind of difference because ultimately the cop on the beat the cop in the supermarket the security guard there they're the end of the food chain right so trying to get some somebody written up or get somebody fired which by the way I mean I wouldn't try to do do that barring some type of really I mean it would have to really rise to the level of a physical thing but just like does that even is that is that juice worth the uh, squeeze as they say because as I said these people are at the bottom of the food chain and ultimately they're replaceable and I don't think that it would really make any difference I mean it's the system that's the difference it, you know it's the psychology it's the uh, it's the expectations uh, you know I think it's people's expectations that need to be changed um, and and then but then some would say that you need to take your ego out of it and go you know what this this isn't about you let's see we have somebody here hey what no way I'm not gonna say your say your name if you don't want me to but I am gonna wave you know who you are yes yeah, so like ultimately um, I think it's just about living well and handling yourself when a situation like that occurs or like those occur with dignity you know um, but there are those who would argue that no that's not the way to handle it that 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 only allows people to continue to do that type of thing okay 
I don't know. I can see it either way. But um, ultimately, uh, I don't think that there is a way to quantify any of those those sorts of um, insults. And uh, many people have similar tales of things that they can't say that anything actually happened that you know that would require um, you know law enforcement or a lawyer or anything like that but it's just things that just kind of rub you you wrong and you have to wonder I mean no you like you don't even have to to wonder if you take this same package right here okay everything about me is identical the only difference is I'm white or I'm an Indian or I'm an Asian okay that cop would have never looked at me like that it's zero end of story it would not have happened okay you know not in Washington DC Northwest on a let's just pick a random night Thursday night at 6:30. okay it's not going to to happen uh, the uh, security guards not going to be racing around the um, uh, refrigerated um, area and and almost run into me if I was the same dude but I was white or Indian okay uh, that you know looked looked like um, like you know like I was some 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 sort of um, IT guy okay it would not happen so I'm not sure what can be done about any of this in the short term I mean I don't because again if it were just one group that was doing this then you could target them and say hey man you know you need some type of sensitivity training and all that type of thing but no it's not just that it's everybody <laughs> okay I've been followed by white and black okay uh, and um, I guess that's just what it is which actually might speak to another that could be a whole other topic which would be um, is there the expectation that if you want to be a black person in DC as a man uh, and not be considered a suspect depending upon where you are that you have to appear to be gay you know I mean that's a whole whole other topic you know, uh, and and these are um, uh, conversations that are not comfortable, I think, and are not popular. And I'm sure, depending upon where I had these, I would catch a lot of heat, a lot of heat. Okay, um, but you know what? Um, I'm going to end it there. So hey. 
Thanks for checking out this episode of the podcast. If you have any podcast topics, you can email me at lee at redheadofficial.com. By the way, um, as I had mentioned yesterday, I think it is, I'm working on something phenomenal uh, for my over 40 dudes out there trying to get themselves back in shape, regain, regaining the uh chiseled physiques of your youth okay of your younger days and uh yeah so so definitely um it's definitely coming so bear with me anyway uh this is lee with redhead official and i'll see you again soon later And...